Many of the women I speak with find themselves lost after pregnancy, which is hardly surprising. Not only do you need to recover from giving birth, but you've also got another precious life to support, and you hardly have the luxury of time in your hands to adapt to your new circumstances. It's all about hitting the ground running, isn't it? This week's guest, mum of two, Jill Wright, knows all about this after feeling lost and being thrown into a tailspin when her journey into parenting commenced. Jill is a mindset mentor, time management guru, and alignment coach for mums. After realigning and rediscovering herself, she embarked on a journey to share her knowledge and tools with other mums who were facing the same struggle with overwhelm, chaos, and guilt. During our chat, you'll hear Jill talk about how intuition is the key and how reconnecting with yours helps everything come more easily. How to learn to recognize those moments in your life where your intuition is aiming to talk to you. The importance of making time for quiet time so that your intuition's quiet voice has space to come out and really speak to you. And so, so much more. I'm Helen Thompson and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm a childcare educator and baby massage instructor. I know that being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged mainly from four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. To find out how Baby Massage can help you to increase your confidence and feel more connected with your baby, check out My Baby Massage introduction video at mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. Let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Jill and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm delighted to have you here today and I'm looking forward to chatting about how mums can tune into their intuition and inner voice. So can you start by telling us a bit about you and your background? Well, thanks, Helen, for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here and chat with you. I think that we're going to have a really interesting conversation today. So thanks for the opportunity. I'm a mom. I've got two small kids. They're five and three. And I struggled when they were first born quite a lot with losing my identity. And I couldn't remember what I liked and I couldn't remember what I enjoyed doing and who I was outside of this new profound role of motherhood. And so I kind of took this inward journey and did a lot of work on personal development and spiritual growth and a whole bunch of different tools. And what I am most interested in is being able to pass those tools on to moms who are struggling with the same kind of thing, because I think it's quite common, but it's not something that's talked about a lot. And what I personally found was intuition was the key to everything, sort of that underlying piece that if you can nail that, then everything comes a little bit easier because you're able to trust yourself. And so Mm. that sounds 
great, right? Everyone wants that. The question is the exact one that you posed. How do you do that? How do you find and connect with your intuition, right? Good news is that it's not something you need to find. We all have it. It's already there. We're just not encouraged to listen as much as maybe we could be. And so we're out of practice, but everybody has an intuition. I like to think of it as your highest self, that highest version of you that wants the best for you. And your intuition always knows what's right for you and what's wrong. And so trusting that is the first piece of it. So it's a bit like if you think about the chakras, Mm -hmm. like the crying chakra, that if you trust in that, the spirituality teaches you what you need to know. It always does. And I think the better we get at listening to our intuition, the more that we can sort of strengthen the muscle the easier it becomes to tune in. And what I find is super interesting is that your intuition will talk to you in different ways. There's lots of different ways that you can experience your your intuition. Sometimes it's just as simple as a gut instinct. We've all had those, right? Understanding and listening to those gut instincts. Yeah. Yeah. And you can have experiences of all of a sudden just feeling happy or excited or Mm -hmm. laughing and all of those are your body's way of being a compass for you and saying, yes, this is right for you or no something's not quite right here hey listen to me pay attention here Mm -hmm. those are your body's cues and that's your intuition's way of talking to you yeah i've experienced both of those you feel really happy about something and you feel really good about something and then other times you may feel a little bit sad and you think why am i feeling sad it's this feeling and what's affecting me and why am i feeling that way asking yourself questions That's right. And giving yourself space, right? It's a noisy world. There's always inputs coming into our minds and in our environments. If we're in a busy, noisy area, our intuition's a quiet voice within. And so we need to give it quiet and space to come out and really speak to us in a place where there's space for that. And so getting quiet and going within, whether it's through meditation or going through a walk in the forest and just listening to breeze running through the trees or the water in the shower. When you're showering, I get all of my great intuition hits in the shower. It's amazing because that's the time where your brain can be clear mm-hmm. and your brain needs to be clear and you need to have quiet to be able to hear that inner voice. Yeah. I like going out for a walk in a bush mm-hmm. because you're in touch with nature and you're just relaxing in nature and you can really hear what's going on around you in a natural way. And then your intuition sort of kicks in and it says, oh, right, well, this is what you should be doing. That's what you should be doing. It comes in a couple different ways, doesn't it, too? Because you can have those ideas. I like to say they sort of download in your head. They're just there and they're fully formed. And you're like, oh, my gosh, yes, this thing I didn't realize is suddenly so clear. But then you can also have intuition and connect with your intuition in a way where you're asking it questions or you're asking for signs Mm. or help or guidance. For me, something that's been probably since I was 14 or 15. So we're going to say over 20 years ago and has continued the entirety of the 20 years is on the clock. I see the time 1126 every day and it'll be on different ways, but I'll see 1126 come up always. And I just know that that's my intuition's way of reminding me, hey, you're on the right track here. Things are good. And I know that if I miss seeing 1126 in some way for a number of days or weeks, then I really connect in and I say, okay, what's going on? What could maybe be off right now? Because I'm so used to seeing that number come up for me 
every day, it's a super clear indication when I don't see it. And it can be different things for different people. It can be dreams too. Your intuition can talk to you in your dreams. Yeah, I sometimes have dreams and I don't remember them the next morning. And I sometimes even say to myself, look, I've got to remember that dream. But if you don't write it down straight away, you don't remember it. And you know what? I think that that's okay because I've heard recently this idea and I really loved this because I also don't remember my dreams. And it used to frustrate me because I wanted to find the meaning. Mm. Why did I dream that? But I heard recently the idea that sometimes your dreams are your mind's way or your inner self's way of either preparing you for a situation or acting out a scenario, not necessarily inexact, but it might be in different symbols or whatever makes sense for you and your brain, but of having that experience subconsciously so that you don't have to deal with doing it consciously. So maybe a good example of that would be if you're having conflict with someone. Sometimes you'll have dreams that are more disturbing or a little bit uneasy during a time where you're experiencing conflict because that's your body and brain's way of dealing with this without having to experience it in real life and go through that conflict Mm. in real life. So I really liked that. Yeah, too. Yeah, I like that. I think that's really nice. It's interesting how you say that's what triggered. And I guess that's the same for mums in a way that they may trigger something that they remember in their childhood when they have a baby or a child. Uh Yeah, I think there's a lot of reflecting and inner work that needs to happen when you become a mom because it brings up all kinds of things from your past, good or bad, lots of programming that you just were sort of brought up with. It puts into quite stark realization if you have different views or if you'd like to raise your children differently or the same as how you were brought up. And that can create a lot of internal turmoil, which creates this sort of anxiety that our body's trying to tell us it's not right here. We need to listen. We need to sort this out. But it gets shoved down and because we're so busy as moms, there's always somebody else who needs us, who needs our attention. Mm -hmm. And so it's extremely difficult to find the time to be able to just breathe and just listen to your body because we are always being touched by somebody or wiping somebody's butt or changing a diaper or feeding them or helping them with their ABCs or whatever it is, it's nonstop, right? And that's one of the things that I really help moms do is find the pockets of time where they can at least start to feel comfortable having a few minutes and using those few minutes to connect with themselves and really listen. What does my body need? What does my heart need? What does my brain need right now? What do I need? And as soon as you can get quiet and just ask yourself that question, what do I need? It's the first thing that comes to your mind because the intuition is always going to be first because it's the truth. And then your ego kind of comes in and it wants to keep you safe, which means it wants to keep everything the same because the same is it knows what's coming. Even if the same is crazy, even if it's chaos, even if it's too much and overwhelming, the ego's job is to keep you safe. And so it'll say, no, no, this is what you need. You need to keep going or you need to get better at this or you need to do laundry. You don't need to have a rest. But if you can hone in on that really quick first response, that's your intuition. Yeah, I agree. And I think that for a mom is actually very, very hard to do because there's a lot going on. They've got a lot of kid pressures and whether they've got a baby or whether they've got a child that's three or five, there's always something going on. 
and it's just sitting down. I don't know how you describe it, but even if it's just sitting down when the kids have gone to bed mm-hmm. and giving yourself that time or saying to your kids, I need to have some quiet time right now because that way you're encouraging your kids to have that quiet time as well. And if you yeah. trust in that, as you say, you've got to trust in your intuition. If you trust it and teach your children that you need that time, you're also teaching them the same thing. I do that every day. I have my kids on the weekend where it's a full day, just me and them. We have quiet time and they don't nap anymore. My youngest one mm. might, but he normally doesn't. But I always need that time. And I always make sure I take that time. If it's 60 or 75 minutes or whatever it is, they know that it's mom's quiet time. I can do with that time whatever I want. Sometimes I work. Most often I sleep because that's what my body is telling me I need. It's so important. And it's hard to do because there's a lot of guilt associated with that. There's a lot of feeling like you can't ask for help if you can't get the opportunity to take yourself away from your kids because they're too small or whatever. It's for sometimes moms to ask for help so that they can take time for themselves. You know, it's difficult to fit that time in, but it's so important that we do. Yeah, I was thinking of a scenario when they're little, that if you take that time, which is important to do, when they're old enough, four or five, if there's something wrong, they can always come to you and you can always say that to them. Look, this is mum's quiet time, but if there's an emergency, please come and get me. Don't not come and get me just because it's mum's quiet time. If something happens and you need me, please come and get me. You're teaching them that respect for you, but you're also teaching them that respect for them and you're teaching them about trust. You're teaching them about how to gain that trust and how to accept that. Yeah, absolutely. The more that we can teach our kids about trust, the better. And it's especially impactful if we can model it for them. We can show them that we trust ourselves and that we trust them and which My word for 2023 is trust. That's like Mm -hmm. the whole theme of my year this year. And one way actually that I encourage people to do that is kind of fun. We give them an advice diet. And so they go for a week or two or however long, but asking anyone else for their advice. They solely trust their own instincts. They solely look inward for answers because we're used to looking externally, especially as moms. We're in an age where there's more information available to us than any other generation of mothers and more differing opinions. Do you potty train this way or this way? Do you sleep it out or do you co-sleep or cry it out or co-sleep? What is the best? There is so much information that we're paralyzed. We don't know what's the right thing to do, but the right thing to do is so dependent on you and your baby and your family. And every time a new baby comes in, then that changes too. And every time each baby goes into a new phase of development, what's right changes. And so, especially with new moms, I encourage them, just take a week. Don't ask for advice from the internet, from Dr. Google, from your girlfriends, from your mom, from book. Don't get advice from anyone and just take a week and act what you feel. You Mm -hmm. can't screw it up. And that builds a bit of trust, right? And that's a huge foundational step. Yeah. I think that's good. I think you just need to go with your family and be with them for the first week when you come home from hospital, or even if you've had a home birth, just spend that Mm -hmm. time with your family and just get to know each other, get to know you, get to know the changes that are happening. And I think a lot more mums are actually doing that now. I think a lot more mums are respecting that, especially when they're born in hospital. They're Mm -hmm. saying, right, I don't want anybody in apart from my husband or your chosen person, whoever that is. And you just bond with your baby 
and you just connect with them because I teach baby massage and I think what we're talking about with the baby and the bonding and the connection is all part of your intuition. It's all part of your trust, trusting yourself yeah. as your baby and trusting that touching your baby and talking to them and communicating with them is so important as well. Exactly. It's a big part of connecting with yourself, but also once you can trust yourself, you can have better connections with those people around you as well. Yeah, definitely. And that takes a lot to do. And I think you can tell if you're off, as you say, with your 1126 time, you can sense if you're off or if you're not in the right space. Once you know how to trust yourself, you can do that. So what would you do for a mom who came to you who was like that? How would you support them as a mom? Starts really with addressing the mindset, because if we can understand where the challenges are in terms of, is it guilt? Is it overwhelm? Is it burnout? Is it resentment? What is the root cause? And how can we maybe, without necessarily changing any of the external circumstances yet, how can we change the internal that's happening? So I focus a lot about that on mindset. And then once we're really clear on, okay, here's what we're dealing with. A lot of times it's guilt. I shouldn't want to take time away from my baby or whatever the case is, if we can identify that, then I get into really providing the right tools and resources for creating time. Time management is such a huge part of what I do because as moms, that's what we all do all the time is we've got 24 hours and we've got so many things that need to be accomplished. And so reevaluating how you're spending your time, where you can ask for help, how you can get support, how you can support yourself, how you can become more efficient or productive in certain areas and free up time. And then once we've created a bit of space and we sort of understand that we look towards, okay, well, what's one thing we can do for you? Because if they can get motivated to start to spend some time on something that they love or they want to work towards or a dream, even if it's just, I want to read more or I want to make sure I stay connected with my girlfriends outside of the mom friends. Um, whatever it is, it can be big or small. It could be, I want to start a business or write a book or get healthy, whatever. Then we start to figure out, well, how can we get you there? Now that we've got some extra time, now that we know like your mind's in the right space, how can we actually get you to focus on these things that are going to help fill your cup and support you? And it all kind of comes together full circle and they experience this big transformation in all areas because we've got the mindset working with the goals, with freeing up time, through all of that, trusting self, uh, doing meditation exercises and different things, different challenges here and there is a great way to sort of foster that trust for self. And it builds as you go through the program. So it's really very interesting to see. Mm. It sounds like a really good program for mums to relate to, because as you say, you've got the guilt. You don't want to leave the baby. Because you think, if I leave my baby, I'm a bad mum. Yeah. Or if I go and have a shower, I'm a bad mum. Mm-hmm. And you're not a bad mum. You're just looking at it thinking, I need to be with me and I need to go and find me. And you mentioned girlfriends as well, not in the mum space. And that must be quite hard yeah. because if you've been used to going out with your girlfriends, going out to parties or doing whatever you do without kids, And suddenly you've got a kid and you've got a girlfriend that doesn't have a kid. Unless the girlfriend is understanding, which I'm sure a lot of them are, it's a hard one because they may not want to be around kids. They may just want to have the time with you and you can't give the time. Right. Yeah. 
It is tough. It can be a struggle. And I think a lot of relationships change in that stage. It's up to us to really decide what's an important relationship to keep and what's okay to move on from. Um, not all relationships are going to last us the course of our whole lives. Yeah, well, I think what you said there is so true. And I think that's all part of your intuition is to find out, to check in with yourself, is this girlfriend or is this person I've known all my life and I was really close to, do I still want to connect with them or not? And that can be a really hard decision. It can be. And one thing that I'm really focused on now is encouraging people to separate between an inner circle and everyone else. And your inner circle doesn't necessarily have to just be made up of the people you love and the people who love you. It is made up of people who support you and who give you good energy and who fill your cup, who recharge your batteries when you spend time with. And sometimes the people we love and the people who love us drain us through no fault of anyone. They're just a different energy or they're not supportive or understanding of the situation, the dream, whatever, however, maybe it's how you want to parent or how you want to stay home or not stay home with the baby or whatever your choices are. Mm -hmm. And so the inner circle is really an idea of people, a small group of people who support you, fill up your cup and sort of recharge your batteries and give you that good energy. And it's okay if the people you love aren't necessarily in that inner circle. Mm. They don't have to be. That's not necessarily the purpose. Yeah, I've experienced that a lot of times. You go out with friends and you think, I'm just going out with this friend just to be social, but they're not filling up your cup and they're not being supportive of you. But then as you go out with people that are, it really feels good to have those people around you. It's a whole different energy. And that's a completely other topic that I could go on for ages about is the energetics of everything and how it makes you feel. And it's so connected with intuition. If you can start to trust your intuition, you're going to start to feel the energy of things around you and how that impacts you. And you'll be in tune to notice it. And it all works together in this really beautiful way. Yeah, I understand that because I'm like that with my family sometimes. Sometimes they're great to be around. They all live overseas in the UK. And sometimes when I call them, I'm thinking, why did I call you? I know we could talk for ages on this, but do you have anything else that you'd like to share? I think just to remember that if there's something that your intuition is trying to tell you and you're not listening or you're not sure how to listen, don't worry because it will try to tell you in a different way. I don't know if you've ever experienced this where you have to learn a lesson over and over or go through the same type of situation over and over until it really hits home and you're like, oh, Get it. won't do that again a lot of times it's in relationships like you date the same type of guy or girl mm. over and over and you're like why is this not working finally it hits you that's your intuition it's going to keep coming at you and it's going to keep coming at you stronger and stronger until you listen so don't worry it's easier for you if you can start to listen early because you're not going to get faced with all of those challenges but just know that you always can trust what's happening within your mind and your body and the answers always come from within. You don't have to find the answers, validation or permission from any external source. Mm, I like that. If anybody wants to get in touch with you and find out more about you, how do they go about doing that? 
Yeah, my website is livingwithheart.ca. I'm in Canada. I've got some digital courses on there if you are interested in a self-paced kind of thing. I also offer one-to-one coaching and a hybrid group coaching program on Instagram and Facebook. I'm at Grow Like a Mother on both of those. And that's also the name of my podcast, Grow Like a Mother. So lots of different ways. I'm kind of everywhere. Thank you. I love that name for your podcast, Grow Like a Mother. I think that's a really lovely name for a Thank podcast. You. Thank you for being Thanks. here, Jill. I could talk to you forever about this topic. Thank you for sharing all about the intuition, because I think that's a really powerful thing for first-time moms to learn about. So thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that. And I will put all that information in the show notes. Perfect. Well, thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. And it's been such an honor to be on with you. I appreciate the time. I hope you find Jill's tips and insights about reconnecting with your intuition as fascinating as I did. I think that there is no better time for getting in touch with this part of you during this time of your life where everything is so new. I've included links to Jill's website and social media in the show notes, which can be found at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash one one three. If you little one suffering from colic, constipation and have problems sleeping, baby massage may be the solution you've been looking for to help you experience less crying, less stress have a happier, more contented little one and household. I've created a free introduction video to baby massage that demonstrates many wonderful benefits and how it can help both you and your little one. You can access this video by going to mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. That's mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. Next week, I'll be sharing how baby massage can help with postpartum depression. Be sure to listen to the episode when it comes out and please subscribe to First Time Mums Chat via your favourite platforms so that you get quick and easy access to all our episodes when they are live.